recording and music. Woo! Kind of kicks it right in, doesn't it? I like it. Woo! Hey, everybody. Paulette Reese Denis here, Heart and Hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. Woo, there she is. She's right next to me. <laughs> I love it. This is such a great song. I decided to change my theme song. Let's go. Because here it comes. I'm sure you don't really want me to sing to you. Well, maybe you do. But yeah. So, but I really love the theme of the song. It's all about us. It's all about yourself, taking care of yourself, standing up for what you do and what you believe in, and really loving yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So I have this really fabulous guest today. Teresa Pridemore is here with us. Hey, Teresa. Hey, so good to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Paulette. Yeah, so excited. So excited. So um, Teresa is another Portland fabulous woman who I know also through my Moxie group. And she does, she, you're kind of a woman with a coat of many colors. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes. Um, tarot cards and web design and, and branding, mm -hmm. branding. And I just love, I love what you say on your intro uh, video to your website. Mm -hmm. So your website is called The Sovereign Spirit. Yes. And so why don't you tell us what that's all about? Sure, yeah. Um, so I've been doing, gosh, I've been in the web world for as long as I can remember. And um, I worked with small business owners since I started my business like about 11 years ago. And the way I worked with people changed over time as I responded to the need that was showing up. And, you know, you tend to attract people that are kind of aligned to you in some way. Sure. And so being an empath and a spiritual person and, you know, loving Tarot, I tend to attract clients that are empaths, healers, highly sensitive people. And uh, I realized, you know, they, they have unique needs in terms of branding and visibility. Um, they face unique challenges around visibility. And so I, you know, went from having a business called Cogflower Creative, where I focused on my skills as a web designer and branding person to my changing my process and making about honoring our sovereign spirit, because that's really what it's about for me. You know, it's not just about an end result. And so, um, for, for me, like when we go into business, when we choose the heart and the hustle, we're choosing it because we want to grow right. on an individual level. We want to create a lifestyle that honors our passions and how we want to be in the world, you know? And uh, so that's really kind of at the heart of like how I work and, and, and what I do because, you know, it used to be that I do, someone would hire me to do a website and then really they needed to work on business structure and um, self-worth and value and all these other things that kind of go into building something. And so I just shifted around. I thought, well, I don't have to do it the same way I've done it before just because that I'm told that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Um, I started to respond to the needs that I was seeing and I just changed it up and it's worked great. That's, that's incredible. It's so 
we got to realize it's not about the end product. Yeah, it's the process. It's a journey. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I, I, I went from saying, you know, it's funny. It's like it's a, something that's really important, I think, for small business owners is not to just like offload your brand to someone else. You need to have ownership in your brand because your brand is everything you do in every way you show up for your business in the world. And so if you put someone else in charge of that, just to like, just let them take care of it, um, then you're not necessarily owning all of that yourself. It's an energetic thing. It's an alignment thing. And um, so, yeah, like, I feel like it's really important for, for people to really just kind of be able to own their own brand and feel like it's a part of who they are and, and it's very authentic to them. And it's like, you know, image and self are totally in alignment, right? Makes it a lot easier to do that. Well, and when you're, when you're in alignment, mm -hmm. I mean, you can look at that as, as the law of attraction Yes, and just being here to serve your purpose and then move forward from that, that right. heart space and that beautiful spirit. Yes. Space. And then yeah. everything makes more sense and, and then right. everything falls into place. And then you're yeah. right. What you said earlier about you attract the people yeah. that you want. Right. Also that need what you have. Yes. Yes. Offering because you're offering it from your heart. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, you show up differently when you know, you're not just doing something because it's a, a marketing tactic or a sales tactic. It's in genuine, genuinely in alignment with your passion and your love for what you're doing. And, um, I don't know. I think that a lot of the times we fall for this trap of thinking that we have to do it a certain way. We have to follow a blueprint. Um, but we don't necessarily have to do that. It's, it's fine if the blueprint aligns, you know, in some way, or you can find alignment. I mean, certainly I wouldn't argue using it as a, you know, sometimes we reject blueprints just because we're actually afraid to show ourselves or to shine. And it's, it's like, there's all these red herrings that show up in business around like when we're hitting an upper limit problem, you know, <laughs> it, it's not about what it's about, but still like if you get centered and aligned and you're feeling clear and you reject a blueprint and you find your own path and that's, then that, that's great. You know, as long as you're aligned in your value, um, alignment, man, it's, it's so, it's super important it to really feel is. in alignment because then it's not such an, a, a struggle. I always argue, like if you feel in alignment with your brand, it's not a struggle to stay on top of your marketing. You know, you're excited about writing the next blog post. You're excited about showing your website off, you know, if you're in alignment. Um, and it's when we're out of alignment that, you know, you have these cascading issues that show up in terms of like, how willing we are to uh, present ourselves in the world in different ways. And, and that can look, look, show up as lower profit margins, you know, lower revenue. So, I mean, I can, I can remember, I've been doing part of what I do now for 30 years and, or longer, mm -hmm. <laughs> forever, really. <laughs> but I can remember coming into obstacles where I thought I was supposed to keep doing it this particular way. Mm -hmm present myself this particular way and I had to be on top of this game and I had to mm -hmm. be on top of the charts and yeah this was it just what did it do it led to burnout it led right to it led to not being able to do the work that I love right it's um uh paralyzing yes absolutely and paralyzing and you don't mm -hmm. want to do freaking anything you know right you do. so so what would you say to someone if they were trying to find their their path or their alignment um, the things that you do or what that you offer. Yeah. You know, so um, 
there's so many different ways to come about alignment depending on where you're getting stuck. Uh, I just did a, a workshop with a group of women where we actually explored our heroine's journey as a path towards finding our alignment. I wanted to be there. I saw that. Yeah, ah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to do it again. Okay. Actually, good. yeah. It's come, I'm going to do another one, a bigger one, so that more people can attend next time. But it's um, it's really interesting. Like, you know, you can find all these clues in your life story. I think that we often dismiss the things that brought us to where we are. You know, we overcame that challenge. We've worked through that. You know, and, you know, maybe we've done all the therapy we need to do on it, and we've come to acceptance on uh, on the things that we've gone through. And so we don't really go back and acknowledge what we've accomplished, you know? And so what we did in this workshop is everyone made a timeline of their life and we evaluate it from these different angles. But what comes out of it is you realize like, you know, sometimes I think that people like will get that next certification because they don't feel good enough yet rather than from a place of curiosity mm. and engagement. And so, you know, the thing is that life makes you legit. And when you look at your life, you know, it, you're legit already. Like you can see like everything in my life has been building up to me doing this thing. And when you can see where your wounds in the past are actually your opportunity for teaching, you know, then you can transform your perspective on your work and then get into alignment because you're going with your natural tendencies rather than adopting a formula that maybe doesn't work for you. You, know, you go where the energy is, is like flowing and it's expansive rather than constricting and contracting, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think that that's one way you could find alignment is like, if you're feeling stuck, you go, well, what, what have I been doing my whole life that's led to this? And what gifts do I naturally have to share? And am I actually sharing those in my work? Cause it brand alignment, like you can't get brand alignment without getting business alignment, you know? You have to actually know that you're doing exactly what you need to be doing because then you're, if you're off, you're not feeling something, people re read that whether or not you do, you know, it's really interesting. Well, and, 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 um, just, this just happened this last week too. So for those of you who don't know, I, um, I have a teacher training certificate mm -hmm. for gypsy caravan, tribal belly dance, and I have different levels. I have six mm -hmm. levels and I'm just finishing up level two. And one of the things I have that teachers do is write like a dance bio, but not a, not a bio, mm -hmm. not a resume. Tell your story. But to go back and exactly do that. Go mm -hmm. look at what has made you awesome. the person you are today from something that could have happened when you were six. Yeah, you know, absolutely. A teacher when you were 10. Yeah. Or your art, you know, whatever, anything. And look yeah. at and celebrate that and go, mm -hmm. wow, you know, and then you like, oh, I totally forgot about that. And that was yeah. huge for me back then. Yes. And it, and it helps you acknowledge your gift, right? Yeah, yeah. In a fully embodied way. The downfalls. Mm -hmm. the downfalls when I was told I would never be a dancer when I was 12 years old because I mm -hmm. didn't have body. Right. Oh my gosh. Excuse That's me? awful. And, and as a result, right, you're probably an even better teacher because oh. you know how to create space for people who have felt rejected before. You know how to make them feel safe and welcome. And how to stand up for themselves. Yes, and absolutely. Themselves and go, yeah. wow, I, but I've done this. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. this has made me this. And yeah. this is my joy. And oh, that's this gorgeous. Why I'm doing this. It's that's so awesome. Yep. Why? It's why and how and how you do it differently, maybe from other people. Yeah, it's, um, it's just, it's really powerful when you can go dig into your story for that treasure, you know, 
And it's interesting because what I noticed um, from our workshop participants is at the end of it all, it's not like people, you know, it's like everyone kind of still knew what they were doing, but they described it differently. You know, then it came from more of a place of passion. And I think that what it does is it helps raise your confidence and your self-belief. Because, again, we might trick ourselves into thinking, like, I've only been doing this for X amount of time. And really, it's come naturally from something we've done our whole lives. And when you can see that you've already got the resume, that life is your resume, you know, then you, you realize, oh, this is second nature. This isn't just, you know, because the imposter syndrome is like really problematic when you're a small business owner. It hits us at different times. We get into these modes where we're like, oh, I don't belong here. I shouldn't be saying this about what I do. It's the imposter syndrome pops up. And when you go through that experience, you go, oh, I'm not a, what, what made me think I was an imposter? Like I, I've done all this and, and I've done it forever. And this is supernatural for me. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that there, there's so many different ways that that can help. And it can also help you like understand how to connect with other people through your story too. And that's a huge, huge piece of it. Um, you know, for me, like I grew up in Mississippi and uh, I had been born in Germany, lived until like I was six years old in Germany, went to German schools. I was, an, I was a bit of an outsider there. I was like the loud American kid. who <laughs> was always getting into trouble because I just am who I am. And then I came to Mississippi and that was a culture shock. And, you know, being this empathic weirdo, <laughs> I, oh, we'll <laughs> yeah, yeah. And being an empathic weirdo, like I had to find my own way and I kind of found the misfits and gathered them in my little circle, mm -hmm. but I had to get along with everybody too. You know, I always could get along with anybody. So that sense of identity, like when, when do I fit in with a group and when do I stand out from the group? You know, it's funny, that's kind of innate in branding too. When you're thinking about it, you're like, you know, who do I fit in with and, and, and how can I be fearless and standing out for who I am, you know, and it took me ages to like really accept my empathic gifts. And, you know, it wasn't until I came to Portland and found a teacher that I learned to manage all of that. Mm. But, um, it's still, it's still interesting, like how important that is to my story, right? Having lived in Mississippi for such a long time and that friction of never quite being able to um, get along, well, not get along, I got along fine, but to, um, you know, fit in. Mm -hmm. And there was always a part of me that wanted to not fit in. So I, you know, I didn't, I just, and, and, and people loved me for it. I got lucky, you know, like, <laughs> as opposed to like, just always being a splinter in, in the paw, you know, I was people tend to, to, to kind of just kind of go, Oh, that's Teresa. So adorable. <laughs> you know, so I got lucky in that regard, but yeah, I don't think it was luck. <laughs> charm. It's all charm. Yeah. Well, being an empath, right? You, I call it being a social chameleon. Empaths can be a social chameleon. And that's also, again, it's like that finding that boundary of like, who am I and who is everyone else? You know, when I go to this group, I'm these, this person, this aspect of my personality. When I go over here, I'm this aspect. And then finding that, like, where you sit in that can be challenging, especially in branding. I noticed that with some clients, you know, they're like, they're so used to trying to fit in, maybe out of a, you know, survival mechanism that they learned growing up. And it, it can be hard to, like, uh, to figure out, like, what they need to say about themselves, you know, because <laughs> they're still figuring out, well, where, do, where does everyone else end and where do I begin, you know, all, all the things. All the different ways. So what does, what does being an empath mean? I feel like it can mean different things for different people, but generally empaths um, have some extra sensitivity to the energy and thoughts of other people. 
Um, and everyone has different ways that that can show up. You know, uh, you might have extra sensory abilities about um, things um, from other realms, you know, like other realms of reality. Like some people can have guides and they can talk to angels. And uh, for some people, it's much more subtle, right? They just know that they feel other people's feelings for them. Um, so as a result, like empaths can be really sensitive about like networking and promotion. Um, there's a little bit of a fear of being visible. If, if you kind of know what other people are thinking, there's can, can be like some fear in situations around that that are created. But yeah, empaths are, um, everybody has an empathic gift gift, you know, to some extent or another. It's just whether or not it's been developed or encouraged or, you know, I think sometimes people are more genetically predisposed to have well, empathic I think gifts. We have, we have all that as children. Yes. You know, and then it and it's trained out of us. Offer, right. Yeah. You know, I, I remember hooking back into my, my empathic ways. Yeah. <laughs> back when I lived in San Francisco and I mm -hmm. went, started going to massage school and started studying and working with crystals and the tarot yeah and all the different levels of spirituality and, mm -hmm. and um, you know questing after that kind of connection that yes kind of yeah connection and is i remember huge. like doing massage on people and starting picking up their things it's like yeah oh my god wait a minute wait. yeah i don't want that <laughs> yeah having like tools to, to yeah. manage is really super important um i incorporate that a lot in my work you know like when i um, like I did this workshop. <laughs> it was funny, like after doing it, he goes, we're, you know, going into your past is heavy, right? There's some triggers there. And, and we were working with energy the whole time. Like I'm clearing people if they get a trigger or I'm clearing the room or we're working um, in, in visualization to like release things that are not ours. And I'm like, oh man, how do, how do you run a, an event without working with energy, <laughs> you know, and get anything out of it? Because Imagine like, I, I know I've gone to conferences and I came home with other people's stuff, yeah. but I didn't know that that's what was happening. Right. Um, so, you know, just, it's really interesting, like how we can pick up uh, other people's energy, especially when we're in the healing arts, you know, and, and that happens, it can happen in business sense too. You know, like you, your client's anxiety, you may get transference there. And if you can acknowledge it and release it and give it back to them, yeah. So that they can work, do the work, because you can't do the work for them. You know, we may think that we can, um, but we really can't. And so you have to kind of let that go so that you can stay clear and, and be in your best service to others. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting, like all the, the layers of, of, you know, once you realize you're an empathic person, now, now what? <laughs> and I wonder how many of you listening to this today um, consider yourself an empath or or is this a new concept for you? And you've always been mm. like, wow, I totally can, you know, see this energy and what, what the hell is that? Yeah. There's, there's lots of tools out there to use mm -hmm. for empowerment and, and to project your work out there for people. Yeah. Yeah. Meditation. I mean, I, it's funny. I end up do, not doing a whole lot of it myself, but meditation can be really great. It's like a starting place. Yeah. Uh, my, my personal form of meditation is going to a float tank. Yeah, I try to go every week if I can. You? I love it. Oh my gosh. I, I just so let go of everything. Huh? I'm so claustrophobic. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny that people tend to, sometimes the people who are claustrophobic do fine in that environment. Um, there's one place in Portland that has a nice big one that I like to go into because uh -huh. I, I'm not claustrophobic, but I'm, 
because I'm sensitive, I feel the walls near me, even if I'm not touching them. It's fascinating, you know, I'm just very sensitive. So I need like some space. <laughs> sure. How many of you out there have done that? Have done some of it's, it's like a new thing. Like more and more people are doing it. I'm starting to see a lot more buzz around it. It's really great for if you have like fibromyalgia or like other physical ailments, PTSD. It's, it's apparently really good for all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. So, I mean, I, I met you back when you were, you had your tarot deck. Yeah. Oh yeah. My Portland tarot deck. Yeah. Do you have it right there in front of you? Oh my gosh. Um, no, but I can grab it. Hold on. It's right here. It won't take me a second. Sure. See, I told you you've done lots of things. <laughs> and she did, she designed her own tarot deck. Yay. Uh, it took so long. <laughs> I'm like crashing and banging stuff over there. Um, yeah, here's my it's a little beat up copy as I've used a million times. But um, and what was I, your inspiration for creating this? Well, you know, I started learning tarot, and uh, I was having a craving for a deck that was more had more modern imagery. Mm. Um, and that dealt a little that still had a kind of a mythical magical feeling, but dealt in imagery and symbology that we could relate to. Um, you know, I found that a lot of deck, there were a lot of beautiful decks out there that are kind of abstract. Mm -hmm. um, there are of course like timeless decks, like the Rider Waite deck. And you have to know a lot more about tarot to really tap into it intuitively. You have to really understand and know like the archetypes of the, of the deck, tarot really to be able to read it and so I mean there's certainly some of that still in my deck I didn't want to abandon that idea of learning it but I wanted it to be easy for people to pick up I wanted to take away some of the scarier context like people are scared of tarot sometimes because they don't know um, they just feel like you know, they're, they're so used to scary images like in movies and so they're afraid to touch it so I wanted to take the charge out of it and make it safe too Sweet. so yeah, and then I, the idea that I had was I really wanted to put real Portland people in it, have their story align with the card in some way, have some Portland landmark incorporated um, in in the image as well. And so it was really fun to, to do all of those okay. things in one, each card, like to find that kind of beautiful crossover. Between. And is that still available? It is, yeah. It's on sale online at theportlandtarot.com. Don't forget the the, theportlandtarot.com. And um, I'll put that it's down. also on sale at uh, several new season stores actually in oh. Portland. But there's a list of stores where you can buy it too. You can either buy it online, you can buy it in a store that's on my site. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really fun project and it opened doors I didn't expect. You know, you know how they say if you write a book, it helps your credibility in, in whatever your, you know, whatever business you have. And uh, it's funny, my tarot deck is kind of my book. It's, it's kind of what it turned into because, you know, people who that work with me love tarot you know so so it's really fun Great. And I still my book still sells and it came out in 2008 uh-huh now I gotta sit down and write another one yeah yeah totally <laughs> I will probably come it's it's so funny like it's actually you really it's just a matter of sitting down right yeah. and doing it it's not actually that hard once you get into it but you just have to like make the space and the time i've got to do the okay, same you got to jump over the edge yep yep totally once you get over the edge you can repel down that cliff oh that's awesome yeah I, I had an instructor who would say 
jump off the cliff and build your wings on the way down. (laughs) (laughs) I always loved that. I got a rope attached to me. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I know. I think that, I think that I kind of, I've stopped doing that just for that very reason. I'm thinking like, "Mm, I don't know. That was great when I was 25. (laughs) I I don't, I'm not feeling that as much as I used to. That repelling rope on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. It's so funny. You know, that's good. So (laughs) what, um, so on this journey you've had, you've gone through these different incarnations Mm -hmm. and um, you've landed now at the sovereign spirit. Mm Mm-hmm. And you help women or small mostly business. mostly women. Mostly. I end up working um, small women. business owners do some mm-hmm. branding. Yes, and web design. Still, you're doing that. Yeah, yeah. It it's it just depends on what the need is. Um, I have different ways of going about that depending on where people are at, what kind of website we do. But yes, I do still. The whole goal is that the end product. I'm very much about. Um, doing the personal development, but having a concrete result at the end. And so the website is usually a natural progression of all the work that we do anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, I call it my soul brand journey because it is more process oriented than it is results oriented. Although the results are amazing because mm-hmm. the process supports, you know, that natural creative flow rather than kind of like, okay, here's a website. Now go fill it with content. Have fun. <laughs> you know, we build the content before we build the site so that we know exactly what we're doing and what we're doing it for. Yeah. That's great. What do you think um, have been some of your, your biggest hurdles or hmm. obstacles or hustles that you've had to yeah. get over to get where you are now? There's a, there's a few different like points in my, um, my journey that I can really like remember. Like I remember <clears throat> when I raised my rates for the first time, you know, I, someone like called out to me, they just like randomly said, you're charging too little. They just looked at me and said, you're charging too little. They didn't even know how much I was charging. And then I really thought about that. And I'm like, wow, what is it about me that could make that apparent? You know, and I really thought about it more. It was a guy and I love guys because often they w- will give you, um, you know, guys are just like generally have this, I guess it's partly social conditioning, right? Like you can do whatever you put your mind to. How much do you want to charge for that? Well, then charge it, you know, rather than we'll be like, well, I don't know. Is that okay? Can I do that? Uh, you know, and so uh, it was really great. And it was like right around that time that I was working like 60 hour weeks. I wasn't making enough. I was always scraping by to several, several years ago. And then I just, it's funny. Like, I just remember this moment I'm unlocking the door to my office and I have this aha of like, I am the worst boss I've ever had. <laughs> what the hell am I doing? I left my job to have a better life and I am not creating that for myself. It's on me, you know? And so I, I, I doubled my rates that day and it was, you know, it was, it was scary, but it's funny how quickly you realize yeah. if I'm worth that. Cause I was worth it. it you know, my value it, had gotten to that point cause I had had so many years of practice. I'd been doing it a while. Like why would, hadn't I raised my rates? And, um, you realize that people don't care as much as you think they will. You know what I mean? Like we spend a lot of time going, Oh, I don't know. Will people pay that? And you know, there are certainly times when you could realize people won't pay that. (laughs) Um, and there could be a number of reasons for that. It could just be that you're not owning it. You know, owning it is huge. Uh, feeling like you are aligned with that value you are requesting in return. If there's any doubt about that, people will read your doubt, you know? So that was a really big, moment for me, like realizing like I am 
charging way too little for what I'm doing. Um, so that was a big, big leap. And then, um, you know, one of the other biggest hurdles was, I think that, like, for me, because I'm a transformational kind of person, I, I don't know, I'm a catalyst, right? And so someone would come and hire me for a website, and then they would realize in the middle of it that something was off about their business plan, or they would, they would get some kind of aha, how they want to change things, and then, of course, we'd have to start over, or, or something, you know, something like that would happen. And I would be spending a lot of time with people that were going through their creative process, like coming to terms with a new idea. Um, they thought they were really clear, but then you get into something and you realize there's more to learn before you're really ready to launch. And so um, in the beginning, like I saw this as a problem with my industry, right? This is an industry specific problem. I would talk to other graphic web designers and they'd be like, oh yeah, I hate it when clients do that, you know? And I... I couldn't quite take that stance. I'm like, well, they're not doing anything wrong. It's natural. This is what's showing up. Uh -huh. And, and then the frustration for me was that I couldn't really charge for all that time. Right. That wasn't what we bid on. We bid on getting a thing done and I put in some project management hours, but how do you like put therapy hours in there? <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, no, trust me. You're going to need all of these, this, these 10 therapy hours. Trust me, you know? Um, so I couldn't figure it out. And then that was when I, I started tr trying out a process, you know, and I tested the waters on a new process, which became my soul brand journey a few right. years back. And so I tried it out and I realized it was solving a lot of the problems and that, so really like when something's like showing up over and over again in your business, like it's so tempting to like put, make it, it's like, Oh, you can't help it. That's an issue that, that you always have to deal with. But usually there's a solution mm -hmm. and the solution is your, the way you might provide a solution is how you can like stand out too competitively because you're doing something no one else is doing or not many other people are doing. Um, so once I changed my process, I got paid for my time, right? I got paid for all the time. So I'm feeling honored um, and less stressed uh -huh. and, and they're getting the support they need. And all I, I, I had to give myself permission to make that, do that thing that no one else was doing. You know, that's huge. That was, that was a big deal because, you know, it was scary at first. I'm like, Ooh, is anyone going to buy this? You know? And you know what? And the, my advice on that is like, test the waters, do something small and evolve it over time. That's kind of what I did. And it helped me grow my confidence around that. Like, Oh, I can find people that are interested in this. That's actually not so crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. And then just like learning that I can work with whom exactly whom I want to work with, whoever I want to work with, you know? Um, I think that we often think, oh, I need to do this because I need to widen my client base or I need to accept that I'm not going to like everyone I work with. And really, if you brand yourself well, you can work with whoever you want to work with. Well, the people that aren't a good fit will be turned off. <laughs> and that's, that's part of the branding um, theory. Yeah. Is to put yourself out there for who you are and who you want to work for. Right. Who you want to come to you. Right. Well, I mean, you brand yourself and someone who doesn't believe you isn't going to come to you. Uh, absolutely. Well, and it's like a radical permission thing because I had to give myself permission to be out about being an empath and using these tools. Like before, if someone wasn't a fit for that, I just kind of didn't bring it out. I just did what they needed me to do. Um, and then I finally said, you know what? I find I'm giving like people advice all the time to like kind of out themselves as empaths in their work. So I should do the same thing, <laughs> you know? So I just 
I just went for it. And, um, and the other thing is like the radical permission piece is like, we don't realize just how good we could have it, you know, with our clients. Like we still think that, well, I'm still going to have to make some compromises. And it's not to say that you might not have to sometimes, but really like when you give yourself permission to go, I want to work with people of this kind of temperament of this kind of life belief, if this is what they're trying to create. Now, if you get really specific and you think, holy crap, I'm never going to get a lot of people that are going to be that. And the thing is, it's not true. Like you set this stage too for how people show up with you as well. So I might, maybe 10 years ago, a client that I would have now, we might've had a hard time, right? Cause I wasn't showing up in a certain way as well. You know, like well, that's, I mean, it's, it's a little both. Yeah. And we all shift and change anyway. Yeah. So who I wanted to work with five years ago is probably different than who I want to work with today. Yeah, absolutely. And giving yourself permission to just change that. Go, okay, this is who I want to work with now. And that's okay. I There's so many people in the world. Love change. <laughs> You're what? I'm the queen of change. I believe that about you. I'm sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm the same too. I'm actually, I'm practicing my, my keyword for the year is sustainability. That's because, you know, change is good, but I'm like, no, actually sustainability would be nice. Like if you have sustainability, you can change with more ease, you know? Very nice. So, Very yeah. Nice. Right. Yeah. It's been, it's, it's been a fun. So those are kind of some big, um, kind of hurdles. I think that I had to get through really about like how I was running my business and giving myself opportunities, just to enjoy it and be the best boss I've ever had rather than the worst boss. <laughs> so and so do you, um, are you totally work by yourself or do you have employees or? I don't have employees, but I have a few like, like people in my trusted team, you know, photographers that I work with or copy editors or um, just depends on what the need is. But I, I've built up a bit of a referral network and I will cl collaborate with people as needed for my clients. So that's been really great. Like finding oh, okay. my dream partners. That's so yeah. cool. I yeah. love collaboration. Oh, I know. Me too. So high off of working with someone else. Yeah, absolutely. Are yeah. Their clients or their designers. Yes. Or if they're the right people. I know. I know. And you have like, you just like, you kind of can finish each other's thoughts. Yeah. yeah. That's why I, I stopped calling my, my process. Like I used to create things for people. And now I say I co-create mm. because again, it's like, you need to have that ownership over your brand. You can't, you can offload some things certainly. And you should, because you don't want to be working on things that are not in your zone of genius, but still like energetically, you have to be able to own it. And so I find that the results of co-creation are way better, you know, than anything that I could just do by myself, you know? So yeah, it's, I love collaborating. It's really great. I try to do, find as many ways to do that as possible. I haven't quite gotten a model yet where I need employees, but you know, that might happen someday. That may indeed expand. So could be fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. when you hit that moment where you're, you, you know, you can invite that steady support in that regular support and then also help other people in the process do what they want to do. It's great. It's really great. Well, you are freaking amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> this is so fun. So Thank awesome. you for inviting me. I, I love this. I love this, um, this whole process, this whole heart and hustle, the mm -hmm. whole, I mean, I love, talking to amazing people and finding yeah. out what makes them work and click and you know what their specialties are and what they have to give to the world and their story and it's yeah fun to share that with people and I've always been like that I've always loved networking I've always loved so awesome. with people 
Um, and the, and my That's dance it. is about that. It's about this mm-hmm. circle. Yes, creating no. creating community. Yeah, is, so it's we're so all important. One big circle. Yes, and everyone is important in that circle. Absolutely. Everyone well, has a place. We can't do things by ourselves. We have to have that community. I mean, I, maybe that's another like big thing is kind of coming out of being alone in my business to finding soul sisters and my networking groups to women's moxie through, um, you know, all these awesome places and knowing that you can be vulnerable about the challenges you're going through. And someone's going to give you a nice swift kick in the pants if you need it. You know, sometimes we just need to get out of our story, you know, like you could just be like, Oh, no one's going to show up for this. No one's going to do that. And then someone can say, what a great opportunity you're giving them to do this or to show up for that. And you can just go, Oh wow. You know, I got stuck in my head and my limitation story. Have someone snap you out of it. Having that community is super important because we don't always see ourselves honestly and having other people mirror back to you, like who you really are is super important. And it's also a gift to be able to do it for someone else. So. Right. And it's, it's being able to surround yourself with those people that, you do trust and you will yes. and who will kick you in the that, air. That's true because I can't say that I always have had that kind of community. I've had to create it and to, it's, it's it, in the beginning, it's risky, right? It's like a big trust exercise when you're not used to that, mm-hmm. to build that community. But after a while it becomes much easier and more second nature. And I, I think. think within all of that, you know, then it really does. I mean, it always falls back on ourselves, and it always comes mm-hmm. back to ourselves that we have to, truly stand up and really say, mm-hmm. Hey, I am freaking fabulous. Yeah, absolutely. And, and these are, these are my gifts and, mm-hmm. and I want to really believe in myself. And that means taking care of yourself mm-hmm. and being the body that you want to be in and doing the work yeah. that you want to do and doing the things that make you feel good. So you can do all those things. I love that you model that for people. That is so awesome. Inspiring. It's so funny. Um, I think we grow up sometimes with these ideas that we need to fix other people <laughs> or fix the world. And instead of like just shining your light, that's all you have to do. You shine your light and it affects people. There's a ripple effect to that. That's oh, all, all you have to do is show up in your light. Yeah. And you definitely do Ooh. that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that's why I picked this song. Yeah. What did she say? If I was you, I'd want to be me too. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't hear that. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. I'm going to get you to send me the link to that after so that I can listen to it again. I will. She's got some great songs. We use them a lot in my tribal grooves class. So awesome. So fun to dance to. Yeah, that's great. I love the positive, the positive statement. Yeah, totally. That's That's so important. important Well, I am just so delighted. Woo, that was a loud clap. (laughs) <laughs> I don't mind I'm so excited <laughs> that you took the time to be here with us today yeah thank you for the it's invite so it's such a pleasure and, and see what you're bringing to the world oh, and how you. you shine your light thank you so much Paulette I appreciate it so fun to hang have this time with you today yeah thank you and thank you everybody so I'm Paulette Reestony another fine edition of Heart and Hustle visionary healers movers and shakers thanks for tuning in with us Until next time, we're going to play a little bit of this great song, (laughs) if I can find it. There it is. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. See you again. Thank you.